Welcome to Relentless Truth with John Warren, the podcast that extracts truth from a wide range of topics, revealing who God is, who we are, and how we relate to each other. Now, here's John with this week's powerful and practical insights. Welcome to the Relentless Truth. I'm John Warren. It is good to be with you. We have a special guest this week who is not well known to you. Please like, share, review, and subscribe to this podcast and go to johnwarrenmedia.com for more information or to contact us. I'm excited to talk with our guest today. She's a 17-year-old rising senior at Circle Christian School in Central Florida, She endured last year wearing a mask to class every day, and it was clear to me by the end of the year that she's a deep thinker, even with a mask on and with the modified format brought on by COVID-19. My guest is Ella Quigley. Ella, it is good to have you here. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's really an honor just to be on here. Well, it's good to have you, and I look forward to showing you off to our podcast listeners. Ella, I want to put you on the spot and ask you to just tell us your story, as much of your personal story as you'd like to tell us. I want the listeners to know who Ella Quigley is. Sure. So I've basically lived in Lake Mary, Florida my whole life. When I was about three years old, we moved into a bigger house. And then when I was about five, uh, I had a little brother born. For pre-K, I went to Lake Mary Prep, and then for kindergarten to first grade, I went to public school. My second grade year, my parents decided to homeschool me, and then a few years of that, my mom knew she needed some kind of structured program, and that's how we found Circle Christian. Um, I started there in the fourth grade, and then this coming year, I'll be in my 12th grade year. Throughout my life, I've just been doing different kinds of sports tried soccer, basketball, cheerleading, gymnastics, and I didn't really have talent or really an interest for any of them. So my dad was a swimmer and he kept trying to tell me to try it. And I kept saying, no way, it's way too hard for me. Well, I actually had a friend in the fifth grade who was a swimmer and she told me to try the summer program, the summer program at her church at a club swim. And I decided I would try and I ended up loving it, and so then the rest is kind of history. I've I joined the team at Circle. I've also joined a club team, made it to districts, regionals, and have goals of making it to states and then swimming in college. And then around the time my brother was born, my family kind of found like a local church. Soon after we got there, we got baptized and really involved into this church. My mom actually kind of became the children's coordinator. Um, and so we were always there. I feel like every week I attended Sunday school and then the Wednesday's Awana program. Mm -hmm. My, and then my parents also attended a Bible study group. And then when I was about in the sixth grade, I was able to go to the youth group. I was so excited. It was like just one step closer to being a teenager. And when I was about 13, I got baptized again because I wanted it to be my choice this time. And then kind of like being reborn into my teenage years. And then around the start of the 10th grade, I kind of started to feel like something was missing. Like 
the girls at my youth, they were really nice, but kind of cliquish. Like we didn't really hang out with anybody else. I wasn't really too close with them. I also noticed, I feel like most of these days, actually most of the time, some pastors, uh, youth pastors, uh, kind of teach more towards kids who need, who need help and like need to be brought into the church. And mm-hmm. then the, the kids who already kind of been established in the church. And so it was a small youth group and there wasn't really, there's was barely any new kids. And so I just, I felt like I needed something deeper. Mm-hmm. I'd already learned a long time ago about his love and salvation. And then I just needed something to help me grow with that. And when the quarantine summer came, actually some family friends of ours at Circle invited my brother and I to their house since they were hosting uh, their youth group there. I immediately loved it. Everyone was so nice and welcoming. And even though it was since, like, at somebody's house, it was they didn't really have like a sermon or a worship, but they kind of all just hung out and played games. And I knew from that day I'd found the right youth group. And then we were, when we were finally able to attend the youth in person, I was so amazed on how impactful the worship mu- music and sermon was. Mm. The worship music, like worship music, I really connect with that. That's the way I worship. The sermon, sometimes I don't really understand or really grasp, but I can always just worship with the music. So I could really feel the Holy Spirit working um, in this church every every day. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned something that is a thing, and it's a, it's a little bit of an unpleasant thing, and, and it happened to you when you were in 10th grade. You called it clickish in that, in that original youth group. And, yeah. you know, I, I am around a lot of students every year, as you can imagine, 112 of them last year in my classes. And I kind of worry about that. But can you just talk about what that's like? Because it, it seems to happen in some settings, and it can happen in a church, it can happen in a Christian school, it can happen in a public school, it can happen in a neighborhood. But that kind of getting left out of the group thing, is it common? Is it a common experience, do you think, for young people that age? I think so, and especially with girls. I feel like they're the worst. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you can say that. I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel like the younger group, like even at the youth group I currently go to, like the older kids, they don't really care. They We kind of just hang out with everybody. But I feel like the middle school, like younger group kind of like pairs off and like doesn't really hang out with everybody. So maybe I'm not sure. Maybe it's only the, more of the younger group, but I also see it at high school. Um, so I think it's common and it's sad because there's a lot of kids out there like me who are an introvert and I'm not going to just go up to somebody and like start having a full blown conversation. That's just not my, my style. So, and there's, it's sad that there's clicks like this, especially in a church setting well, I'm an introvert too. I'm actually kind of in the middle and people who study all that call it an ambivert, which is kind of strange to me. But mm-hmm. but I'm more introverted. In other words, I, I, I think that one of the tests is 
Would you rather be in a room full of strangers and have to go meet them all or either a close friend or by yourself or whatever? And I kind of don't like the room full of people I don't know. And so that's a thing. But what what do you think? And I'm, I'm going to ask you to, to talk to adults in a minute about an, another perspective on, on your generation. But that appears to be, and I don't know what I mean by that, ninth grade, 10th grade, sometimes late in middle school, early high school, a really difficult age. And you mentioned that you can speak for girls in particular, but I think guys struggle with this too. And I'm wondering, it seems to me to be a kind of a search for identity and inclusion, kind of those things that we all, even an introvert, wants community, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you've done some things, you know, you're a good swimmer, obviously, and mm-hmm. and you've, you've got the, you think you'll have the opportunity to swim in college, right? Yeah. And that's not the end all, is it? But it puts you on a team and gets you involved in a group. And now you found this new youth group. Talk just for a second, just quickly about your your swimming events. Tell the audience what you do in particular. For my swimming? Yep. I saw a sprinter. I do 50 and 100 free. My That's the uh, have, blink, blink and it's over. I'm sorry, what was that? That's the blink and it's over. It's it's Yeah, it, pretty much. <laughs> it, I've been watching the Olympic trials and I, I'm amazed at how fast those people are and how short the the sprint actually is. In fact, I, I don't think they breathe, do they? No, short distance, you don't breathe just because it's, it's short, but it's still really hard. <laughs> yep. Well, I want to shift gears, and I'm, I'm so grateful that anytime us introverts have to tell our story, it's hard to do, and, and I know it is at, at your age, but you mentioned homeschooling, and this this is an interesting topic. My family went through this with our daughter, she was in a Christian school until fourth grade, so she came over to Circle Christian School a year after uh, a year later in her education than you did, and she's now a PhD student at a university, so she's a little older, but not much. And we thought in the beginning that any kind of hybrid model, this university model that we call it with block scheduling at Circle, the notion of homeschooling, we thought that was kind of not our thing and it was a little strange and i'm just wondering just candidly what has your experience been like since you've been at circle well in my opinion it's been it's been great like it's perfect for kind of an introvert like me like i'm not a total introvert but i'm also not a kind of like you said i'm kind of in the middle so i get that connection with my friends and teachers Yep. two days a week and then the rest of the days I can just focus on my schoolwork so I think it's a nice balance of connecting and just time alone and you do your work well you're not one of those students who needs to be urged every day to keep up I would think yeah there's I have some bad days but <laughs> <laughs> we all do well yeah let me just tell you you're one of the most insightful students you're you know and that's that's kind of a nebulous word but you're you're a deep thinker and you know as i mentioned to you with masks on in the classroom i'm not complaining it was the right thing to do but it just made the culture in the classroom a little more difficult but by the end of the year you were really well before the end of the year you were really engaged in some relatively deep discussions that that we had in class so 
you're one of those thinking students that make it a privilege to get to know you in the classroom. And I'm wondering when you think about our society today, and this is, this is another kind of unfair question, but what are the issues that concern you most about where our culture is today? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of issues, but I would say the one that absolutely concerns me the most is the social media. I just feel like our society and our people have just, it's just been shaped by, by social media. Yep. People are able to tell and express their thoughts, opinions to the whole world in just a matter of minutes. Seconds even. In a, Seconds, in yeah. A, in, a, in a phrase. Yeah, and you can't, even if it says it's deleted, you can't, it's never erased from the internet. That's what so I once understand. It's there, yeah, once it's there, it's there forever. And I also believe it kind of manipulates like people's lives, mostly kids, in my opinion. They think they have to act and look a certain way because somebody they follow said so on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. And it's sick. We shouldn't have to deal with that. And then adults can also just lose relationships and their jobs over something they had on Twitter because they thought it was funny or... Five years ago, even. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So it's just, I feel like there's so much pressure on these people to have what the world thinks they should have, but in reality, it's, it's not, because it's not what God wants. And I kind of struggle with that. Like, there's all my friends have Snapchat, right? So, but I don't really want to get it because it's just another social media platform that I don't want my pictures on. But that's the only way they're communicating, and I feel left out. And I feel like that's kind of how social media is manipulating these kids' lives is, well, if that's the only way my friends are communicating, then how am I, like, if I don't get on there, how am I not going to be able to hang out with them or whatever? So right, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I think that's right. And what about... It, it seems to me that y- your generation and, and several of them have more information coming at you and available to you than, than ever. Is, what, what do you think of that? Is that, a, is that also a problem, You're kind of finding enough time to breathe, to, to think, and to chill? Uh, yeah, I think that is a problem. I mean, my brother knows more than I. He's 11, and he knows more at age 11 than I did at age 11. Like, it's just, like, way more. He knows what I know, basically. Like, right. it's just, it's sad. Like, he shouldn't have to deal with all that junk that he has to know. And even my little cousins who are like, I have an eight-year-old cousin. He knows what, somewhat of what is going on in the world because he's watching it in the shows. Like, it's just, it's sad. And kids don't really get a, a break from kind of the teenage adult world. Well, and I, I know at your age with social media and all the rest, you're, you're probably not, we call it canceling now, that, that goes on with popular figures or well-known people or like you said, people in their jobs or people in media. And that, that probably hasn't happened. It doesn't happen at your age quite as much, but, but there is kind of shaming and isolating and bullying. Do you see that? Does that go on even in among peers of yours in social media? Yeah, I haven't really seen it, seen it as, like, among my friends, but I've seen it kind of, like, outside my friend circle. Like, even in 
at Circle, like somebody posted something on the Black Lives Matter and it was opposing it. But then another person at Circle did a net like said something against it and there's a whole fight and just in the comments on Instagram and it's it's not it wasn't a, really a form of bullying but it's, it's still like conflict and it's it's sad <laughs> it really is and then I'm sure there's so much cyberbullying going on around me that I don't know of right thankfully but it's sad it really is well let me change gears and ask you this what's it like to be a Christian young lady in a world that doesn't always embrace Christianity. I know what it's like as an adult, but I'm just wondering what your thoughts are. Yeah. I mean, that kind of goes with what I was saying with the social media. Like you kind of think in today's world and everybody, no matter who they are, should kind of be embraced equally, but that really is a lie. I feel like Christians in general are nowadays kind of frowned upon because the truth that we believe is against everything that the people stand for. And then on top of that, I feel like girls have the pressure from the media to have a boyfriend or look pretty all the time or have kind of like a perfect body or just that kind of right. junk that yep. we don't, we don't really need. And that's against what God wants us to have in our minds. And I feel like nowadays Satan has so much access to us. He will literally throw anything and everything, but we just have to be ready to fight him, fight the world. Now, where, where, do, you, where do you think, as I hear you talk, I hear a mature, I hear, I hear the young lady that I remember being in class all year, but where did you get this maturity, this, you and, and lots of other students at Circle are, are more mature than their peers. And, and that, you know, that's, that's just true. And where does that come from? I don't know. My mom has always said that I'm more mature, kind of like you said, than my peers. And she said I've I've been gifted with this, like, wisdom. Like, that's kind of my God gift. And I've never really seen it. But now that I've, like, done this and I've kind of, like, put together some bullet points of, like, what I should say, I kind of see it now. Like, I just... Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I see it, and that's why I invited you to be on, and I want, I want to brag about you for a minute. I, I want you to, for parents who are listening, I want you to talk to us, and, and I want you to tell us from the perspective of a high school senior, a rising senior who's really together and, and is smart and engaged in classes and other things and you know you have your your interest in swimming on a long-term basis but think about your generation what should we know about your generation this is this is kind of your opportunity to tell us what your generation wishes older generations knew about you yeah well so i feel like this is kind of on the lighter side but even like I experienced this recently. Parents and even grandparents sometimes kind of treat my generation as kids. I hear it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Most of us are kind of are close to being adults. Like, I only have a half a year left. And we would not like a family conversation to be hushed because we are in the room. Like You want to be challenged, and you... Yeah. You you want a seat at the table. Uh, you know, we used to, at my grandmother's house, we had a kid's table at Thanksgiving. 
and and then we had the adult table. Have you ever seen a big family yes, that does that? Yes, that's happened to me, and, yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't want to sit, I mean, ideologically, I don't want to sit in the kid's table anymore if I'm like wired like you are because I'm capable of, of contributing. And I think you and lots of your peers want to be challenged. Yes. So for sure. And like kind of what we were saying earlier, we're, we know more than I'm sure our parents did at our age. And so we're a little bit more knowledgeable at what's going on in the world. And so we're able to like know what the, the adults are having a conversation about and we're able to contribute to that. So, well, and the thing that just popped into my head is, yeah, and this sounds like I'm an old dinosaur, but you know, we can all press a button on a smartphone now and get all the information we need rather quickly. So, so your, your younger sibling can, does have more information, does have access to more at an earlier age than you did because technology is rapidly changing. And I, I think that puts pressure on, on parents. And I think parents are going to be glad to hear you say that we want to be treated a little more like adults. One of the pitfalls that you might've heard me say in class, I don't remember whether I said it in your class or not, is that we have these adult-like expectations of students your age, but we don't give you the, the ability to participate. So we have, we have expectations, but then we treat you like, like children. And Mm -hmm. that creates kind of a confusing environment. Don't you think? Yeah, for sure. All right. I'm going to shift gears again because we're going to run out of time. I want you to assume for a second, if you'll let me do this, that you've been elected president of the United States. Now you, you aren't old enough to be president, but assume for a second that you are, what would you do? What would you focus on for our country right now? What do you think our, our biggest problems are? Well, for one is the, the amount of respect that we have for our country. And I we saw I saw it recently with the the Memorial Day. Like it just it frust it really frustrated me how all before Memorial Day during the month of May, people kept talking about oh I'm so excited for Pride Month, but saying talking about this month, right? And then here comes uh, May 31st. We honored our heroes, saluted them celebrated them and then the next day it was like oh let's celebrate the love and equality that two people have for each other and that just really bugged me I don't that we have a whole month celebrating this pride right and only one day of celebrating the men and women who fought for for our freedom it 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 doesn't make sense it's not fair to those those people and it just it bugged and, and it bugged my soul and i i just didn't like it well i'll tell you the so, thing that that occurs to me when you say that and i'm sorry to interrupt you and i've interrupted you no, several okay. times today the thing that i think of is a country that can have pride month or can have the person on the podium not acknowledge the playing of the national anthem or a person burning a flag, God forbid, but, but it goes on. A country that can have those things has them because of those people you just talked about who sacrificed so that we could have those freedoms. 
and mm-hmm. and yet we tend to ignore our history and i think your i think your perspective that comparison is absolutely right yeah and then i keep seeing like these just protests about like black lives matter unit or movement about the with the olympic games and like i think there was a track athlete or track and field that's what and I was, she yep. yeah she i mean she she's running she's competing for our country and she she got third place it's pretty good and she dishonors that that's not right well and you would say also with me i think that the slogan the concept that black lives matter is is true they do matter and so do white lives and so do latin lives and so do police lives right mm-hmm. yes for but, sure but the organization has some problems has some issues and takes some positions that are anti-biblical and i think it's okay to say that yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, if you really look, I think, at the, the origin of the Black Lives Matter, they're not good. From what I've heard, it's like, it's just, it wasn't really a good organization. And then they've it really expanded and people have taken it to the next level and not really looking at what it's come from. And that's just, it's sad. And people have been so hurt from both sides of the of the fight and it we really shouldn't be fighting for this well you're exactly right and you're wise and uh, i appreciate you being here to to talk about this i want to i want to get to one more question that i have for you and that is about the gospel of jesus christ it's the thing that's missing from the lives of so many people and i guess that shouldn't surprise us because scripture talks about it, you know, being an offense to people, to sinful man. Talk to young people who are Christians right now, and they, they kind of don't know what to do to improve the world. How, how does the gospel inform us on how to live? And how can we really, we say all the time, and I'm, I'm guilty of saying this because I mean it, uh, that students can really change the world, make the world a better place. How, how would you say, how would you advise your, your peers, other Christian young people to do that? Well, I believe making the world a better place, that's God's job. We just need to prepare it for him. It's kind of like the parable where like the farmer prepares the, the land and God grows the crop or something along the lines. Right. And then um, the Bible says just to be a light in the darkness and to spread the word that the revelation is coming, that Jesus is coming. And that's our job. And just to pray for the world, to spread the word and shine God's, God's light. That's really what the Bible tells us to do. And that's what I believe we should do, especially nowadays. That's exactly right. And a lot of wisdom in that answer and, and your others. I want you, I want to just take one more minute. I want you to talk for a second about your plans for college, if you know what you're going to do, where do you, where do you see yourself down the road? You you are a serious young lady who thinks things through. Do you know what you're going to major in and what you're going to do for a career down the road? 
I have no idea. <laughs> That's um, a good answer. Yeah, I, I just I know I want to swim competitively in college, so that kind of narrows it down a little bit. My mom has always said I've, I would be good at like a coaching job or like a sports management job because I've had so many ideas about like the swim teams and how we operate. And then honestly, if I don't end up finding anything, I'm not too worried because my backup is kind of just a business degree because I can do anything with that. That's so right. we'll just, we'll see where, where it goes. Well, I think that's the advice I would give a lot of young people. If, if you don't absolutely know, and most people don't at this age, then uh, keep the door open wide. The fact that you're thinking about a, a business major is always good and God will direct your path. And we certainly wish you well as you go through this transitional period where you figure all of that out. So folks, and Ella, thank you for being here. I really appreciate this and I appreciate you taking so much time to answer these questions so thoughtfully. Well, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, it's such an honor to be up here and well, um, just to kind of put my thoughts into words. <laughs> well, I hope we don't experience the, uh, the social media backlash that you referenced in the answer to one of your questions. <laughs> we, yeah. you know, I, we're telling the truth here, and I think it's important to do that. And I think parents in particular will enjoy hearing your perspective. So I really appreciate it. We've, we've had this very special guest today, Ella Quigley. Please like, share, review, and subscribe to this podcast and go to johnmorinmedia.com for more information or to contact us. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Relentless Truth with John Warren. Please consider sharing this podcast and subscribe to receive future episodes. Connect with John regarding your comments, questions, and show ideas through johnwarrenmedia.com or at John Warren Media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's all for this episode. Join us next week for another edition of Relentless Truth with John Warren.